Hi everyone, welcome to the Stars and Startups podcast. I'm your friendly host Varun Bhumiti. Over the last few weeks, I've spoken to a lot of different founders, um, mostly around technology, about business, about a lot of different things. Uh, today, we in India, we see a lot of interesting business models being created, experimented with. On this episode, we explore the launch of X1 Racing League and Ultimate E with Abhinandan Balasubramanian. Yep, he does have a long name. He has teamed up with two young racing drivers, Aditya Patel and Armani Ibrahim, to launch the league that is not only venture-backed, but has some very high-profile angels and family offices. In its first edition, the league saw participation from international drivers, including names like former Formula 1 champion Niki Lauda's son, Matthias, and Formula 1 winner James Hunt's son, Freddie. In a world where we're seeing esports gain popularity and leagues like the IPL and Kabaddi League breaking some records, we're witnessing an uptake of new forms of entertainment. Let's learn more from the Young Sports League entrepreneur. Hey guys, today we have uh, Abhinandan with us, uh, currently one of the co-founders of X1. Uh, Abhinandan has had a very interesting journey. He was earlier the founder of Futsal. Uh, I don't know if you, a lot of you guys know about it, but it's uh, you know a football. It's it's a truncated version of football, which we'll ask him more about. Uh, he's he's been doing startups since he left college. So we're going to be talking some very interesting things with uh, uh, Abhi, and let's let's uh, say hi. Hey, Abhinandan, how are you doing? Hi, Varun. All good. How's it going with you? Fantastic, man. So uh, you know, I know that X One is all about fast cars and and you know sports. How is the current lockdown treating you? Um, you know, we thought it would uh, have a massive impact uh, on the business, uh, but two factors have contributed to it having a very minimal effect. One is our calendar is not in these months, so there is no direct impact of COVID on the business itself. Uh, whereas, you know, every big major event in the world, uh, like the Wimbledon, the IPL, all of them had to sort of reschedule or cancel or whatever. Uh, so that is one factor which has helped us not be directly impacted by it. But the second thing is we obviously have a very, very good set of team owners, franchise owners in the league. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a collective call once all of this started. And uh, they were very, you know, very surprisingly, they were all extremely kicked about com- uh, for sure doing it this year. Right? Our thing was, okay, what are the factors which will you know, imply that we cannot do it this year. And all of them were like, doesn't matter. Let's do it this year. Let's show how strong we are as a group uh, because that will put us in the top three or four leagues in the country right away. Uh, just showing the, you know, overall sort of strength of us as a collective. And um, and that what, was a very interesting development what, for us. What is it that you're going to do this year? Because I, I would imagine... Actually, why do you tell our audience what X1 is? Uh, yeah. So, X1's a... Um, X1 is a sports media business. Um, we started off as a motorsports league. Um, and, but today, with, with a lot of uh, developments over our journey in the last two years, we're a, we're a sports media business. Uh, we create sports IPs. Uh, when I say IPs, uh, you know, you, you, the most common ones that everyone knows of are uh, the IPL and the Pro Kabaddi, for instance. Uh, but we are very specifically uh, focused in alternative sports. So we launched with motorsports. We've added uh, esports into it. We've got a bunch of other 
uh, sports that we are looking at uh, into entering very soon in the near future. Um, and last year was the year we launched the business and we launched off with the X1 Racing League, which is uh, essentially the IPL of motorsports. So, uh, you know, we have racing teams with uh, men and women professional racing drivers, both from India and overseas and team owners and very interesting formats, very quick formats. So, you know, it's not like the Formula One where uh, you have, you know, a race that extends for about two and a half hours or three hours. Our races are all 30 minutes long and uh, you have a very interesting driver change format. So the cars come in between the 12th and 18th minute uh, into the pits and uh, the driver driving the car jumps out and the next driver gets into the car. So it's a lot of drama, a lot of chaos, uh, very fun and interesting uh, way to do racing. And all the cars are the same. So what that means is it's purely down to the driver's ability. Um, and, and it makes it uh, an equal footing for everyone. So, you know, we have the best female drivers in the world competing uh, in X1 Racing League, which we're very proud of, uh, given that, you know, we made that uh, gender neutrality uh, very mainstream, uh, where they compete against the X Formula 1 drivers, the Indian drivers, the kids from India who get a platform to compete against the best in the world. So, that's, that's the X1 Racing League. So, tell me something. So, um, the league itself is is that like, you know, I mean, Formula 1, of course, has, you know, multiple uh, race courses across the world. Uh, and, you know, they go every two weeks, they go to a new country, new new course, new yep. uh, venue uh, to race. Uh, what's, does it have the same format? Uh, no. So, in India, there are two racetracks right now. Uh, there's the Buddh in Delhi, uh, Noida, and the MMRT in Chennai. So last year we did uh, our races at both the venues. Um, we had close to 45,000 spectators that attended the races for the two weekends, uh, which was great because uh, people didn't know that uh, that crowd turns up for a racing event if it's not Formula One. Um, and uh, th that was great. And also we are, right now there are about three racetracks being built in India. Um, in, uh, high, in, in the south of India, there are two tracks being built. Um, and... Uh, in Mumbai, there's one track being built. So by the by the next two years, we'll have five racing circuits in India, which are all like uh, Formula Two graded at least. Uh, and that means that you know there's the basic infrastructure which uh, allows for us to develop the sport at a grassroots level as well. You talked about world-renowned drivers. Um, the uh, the format for an IPL team is, of course, you buy the franchise, you have uh, you know players, which is in this case drivers. And then you basically find the optimum driver unit to partake in that race. Um, yep. Does it work the same way? Pretty much. Um, the only difference is uh, our financial model is very different from other sports leagues in the country. Uh, we've gone with a sort of an NBA model, right? Where it's capped expenses, meaning the teams have a certain budget that they spend every year. Uh, with drivers, with operations, everything put together, there's a certain cap beyond which they cannot go. Um, and that is paid to us directly. So they can't even sort of, you know, uh, overpay on without us knowing. Um, and on the driver front, there's no auction. There's just a draft, uh, again, like the NBA. So there's a, uh, there are five categories of drivers. There's the international male, the international female, uh, the Indian international. So guys from India who've been driving internationally for over five years. Then there is the uh, national champions and then the domestic drivers, which is the young drivers. Um, so in each category, there are about anywhere between 8 to 12 drivers that are put in the uh, draft and the teams get to select. 
uh, so there is there's no disparity in the quality you know you have uh, formula 2 drivers like arjun maini along with guys like narayan kartikeyan in the indian international uh, slot you have guys like tonio luzi and uh, uh, michel gilbert and oliver james webb in the international male driver slot so each of them brings their own uh, value to the table whereas a tonio has driven at formula 1 which um, someone like oliver is one of the biggest influencers in motorsports today in the world so you know we we balance it out for teams and and each team goes with their specific strategy uh and and we saw great draft last year there was a lot of uh, uh confusion initially because the team owners get, had to get adjusted to how they play this whole thing out in the draft uh and and also like you know given that uh, some of them given that narayan also happens to be a team owner in the league uh, it made for some interesting uh, conversations in the drafting uh, room so um you know uh, we we ran a small draft for some of the leagues that i play with right i'm talking right. about different sport and you know every time you have a draft you obviously have different rules uh there's a process of understanding how the rules work and then you know you obviously then optimize uh it as you want to be fair to everybody right yeah. um so when you when you look at it you know it's not an auction it's a draft uh does it mean they just pick lots or they have a strategy saying okay i, I know who i want because i mean you can still have a draft and still have points which work like an option but you know you can't exhaust your points so then you need to have the smartest option so that you have in, in the international category you can get the best driver and say the you know indian male category you may not get uh you know you you probably have to go yeah. with somebody who may not get outbid by somebody else right yeah so it uh, it's it's uh, based on lots actually uh, so each round so the international mail there'll be a pick of lots and uh, you know the teams go in that uh, format in that uh, how they will pick and then the next which is the international females again there'll be a pick of lots um and then again for the indian uh, international driver but you know obviously we had to tweak a little bit given that narayan was also a team owner narayan's a team owner in the league so we had to tweak that indian international category a little bit because people didn't want narayan to get the first pick on the indian international given that he himself is going to be driving for the team um so that there was a little bit of a um a strategy change in that round but otherwise it's it was straightforward pick of lots uh, i think everyone was very happy at the end of it because uh everyone had their in the five drivers that they've had uh, each of them had at least uh, uh two of them who were their second draft picks so which is which means that it was uh, fairly organized at least from our end uh, because it was the first time we were doing it no that's um pretty interesting because i i was looking at uh, you know the team owners right uh, mm-hmm. very interesting lot uh, yeah. a lot of them lot of them also have uh, stakes in other franchises mm-hmm. um how did that kind of play out like did, did they have a strategy saying you know uh, you know because you know i mean if you look at uh, the chennai super kings uh, they've been running sports teams forever yeah right uh, india sevens has you know had cricket other cricket the local uh, cricket team right? player, yeah so so i've always read that they probably were the best team owners because they came with the the mindset of knowing how to build a team yeah. did you see the same thing happen uh, here i think i think what you see uh, amongst our team owners is a very passionate group of people uh they all understand motorsports they all love motorsports so i think that 
sort of is the crux of um, all of their interest in buying the franchises in the X1 racing league. Um, some of them, for instance, are building race circuits as well uh, in different cities in the country, uh, which means that it's not just a play thing. They're also seeing a, a grassroots program to this and a long-time infrastructure play here. Um, and uh, there's been a lot of, so for instance, our Bangalore team owner, um, uh, it's a consortium owned by uh, a woman named Nana Parekh. Um, and interestingly, Nana went to uh, Harvard with uh, Formula E champion Lucas Degrassi. So very, very interesting coincidence. Uh, given that she had a Formula E champion as a team owner and this opportunity came to her, she was very interested in uh, learning more. And, and you know, Lucas uh, helped them form the team. So he gave them the draft picks, how to go about the draft and all of that. So I think uh, the, the passion for racing, I think, and motorsports was uh, the crux that drove their interest into it. But I think they've all been extremely savvy as well uh, to sort of uh, see what the larger interests are. So each of them in the first year, on average, uh, had about 50 lakhs to 1.5 crores in sponsorship revenue at the individual team level, uh, which is unprecedented. I mean, you know, we know a lot of other sports leagues where uh, four or five years down the line, people haven't been able to raise that kind of sponsorship amounts. Uh, so for them to be able to do this, obviously, they came with a very specific strategy on how to go about monetizing the team as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, a very passionate set. Uh, that's, that's the common factor. Um, and also, given that they're all like big conglomerates, I think it helps um, in the networks that they build. Um, so it, 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 there's a part of that as well into the whole thing. So you have six teams, uh, Chennai, yes. Delhi, uh, Pune. Chennai, Delhi, Mumbai, Bangalore, Hyderabad, Ahmedabad. Interesting. And I see that the Delhi team was owned by uh, the crown prince of Abu Dhabi. Prince of Abu Dhabi, yes. Okay. Not the Crown well, Prince, yeah. <laughs> it says Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi in, in one okay. of the publications that I read. But uh, okay. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that means that they're, you're, they're also hoping for a more global audience. Yes. Yeah. Right? Um, two things. Yes, global. Motorsports has always had like a very um, uh, inclusive. Um, audience structure so even if there's formula one doesn't do any marketing anywhere it goes right uh, and formula one has set with that strategy forever um, i mean they had like three years in india i don't think they had even one advertisement on tv in india it's just how formula one is um, and and motorsports has its whole set of enthusiasts who will tune in and watch even like 10 15 minutes just for the heck of it you know that's that's just how they the uh, motorsports fans are um I think that is one of the reasons why we saw that interest, but also more importantly, the format in which we're doing it, um, the economic model behind the X1 Racing League uh, hasn't been explored before in motorsports, where it is a capped ownership model uh, and there is no R&D expenditure. So this model has made a few people very interested uh, in owning the teams here. So someone like the Delhi team owner, obviously, um, they wanted to have the first dips to also take it overseas to the Middle East. And to show that interest and to show their skin in the game uh, and put their money where their mouth is, they said, okay, we'll pick up a stake in the Indian league uh, to show our interest in the larger uh, play here. Abhinandan, you, your co-founders are two you know, uh, somewhat reputed drivers themselves uh, in motorsport. How did you meet them? How did you guys get together? How did this come about? So, um, 
Aditya is um, one of my best friends elder brother right so i've known him since school uh, so akshay his younger brother and i were in the same class uh, same school uh, growing up so that's the connection and arman and i i mean if you know arman you're from chennai he's a social bird here uh, so you you can't miss him anywhere uh, so we we've known each other for quite a while i think uh, around 2017 late 2017 early 2018 uh, you know we just uh, and it, the funny story is two weeks before aditya reached out to me um, and said hey you know let's chat about an idea that we have uh, just two weeks before that i actually messaged akshay saying listen will aditya be interested in doing a motor sports league and this is the biggest coincidence I, uh, and i'm i'm pretty sure akshay knowing him he's never he's not put this out to aditya so it was aditya reaching out just out of the blue and and uh, and this happened so when we when we initially met the idea is okay is it feasible to run something like this um, what will be the differentiator and uh, how can we set ourselves up for uh, financial success because there have been people who have uh, come in and said they want to start a motor sports league uh, way long back um, we are not the first ones to you know claim that we'll start a motor sports league so obviously we are battling that stigma as well in the business community because a lo- lot of the big businessmen were approached for this and and it didn't take off and all of that so um so we had to ask ourselves okay how do we financially sort of um, uh, set ourselves up in a way where people take us seriously uh, obviously it's not like we come from you know billion dollar business houses or something like that people know that we pump in the money or anything it has to be venture back so i think uh, our first set of investors were a great support uh, so you'll know a few of them as well obviously uh, we we we'll get to so, that in a bit yeah <laughs> but, but i'm more so, curious about the origin right like what yeah, what, so, what so, was the first conversation how did you guys the first conversation the first conversation was basically is it feasible is it uh, and, and also for me coming from outside the motor sports world uh, my initial thought process was cars are going to be expensive r&d is going to be heavy um and our first my first uh, learning was that you know people run a single uh, make series uh, it's called a single make series because all the cars are the same and it's run everywhere in the world there are very successful organizations like the stefan rattle group which runs the blank paint series across the world and uh, we will take that model and uh, modify it for india and that's how it started off and of course you know a few beers later a uh, few drunk outings later we decided okay let's let's definitely try this out uh, initially it was very very um, top level discussions with the federation uh, to see the feasibility of something like this uh, with a few uh, prospective team owners and sponsors uh, what we knew was india had a few promoter groups that were investing heavily in motorsports right you talk about your jk tires you talk about your mrf right these guys spend a lot of money in motorsports anyway and uh, they don't see any stakeholder returns on it it's just a it's a promoter uh, show the marketing that, expense exactly whereas when what we thought of was given the uh, interest and the people who are spending already let's create an ecosystem let's create a platform where they cannot put their money into one single neutral platform and that becomes the home for motorsports in india and that's that's uh, literally how we uh, it was born i'm i'm curious because in your promoter group i i don't see uh, an mrf i don't see the mamans i don't see uh, was that by design or it they were not excited i think i think the stigma attached to uh, attached with previous failures in motorsports and this goes so much so far as back to the formula 1 itself which has which obviously had to stop in india for various reasons uh, right. besides the actual sport itself 
um i think all of that uh, played a huge part in some of the core uh, suppliers in the industry stakeholders in the automotive motorsports industry staying away from it initially they wanted to see how how are these three boys going to go about it right uh, there's also a fourth co-founder who uh, we'll definitely have to address which is jay pawar uh, but the four of us so they wanted to see how far we go ahead by ourselves to yeah. then later come in and say okay here's our support in this and uh, that's what jk tires was right jk tires was our powered by sponsor last year and that, that was pretty much the journey with them as well they, they wanted to see okay these guys are talking big game let's see where these guys actually go to uh, uh, do they have the financial backing do they have the team owners because without team owners you can't run this um, without a broadcaster you can't be different from anyone else and without the interest from non endemic brands which are not in motorsports or the automotive industry uh, you're not talking to anyone new or it is not going to become bigger than what it is already um, so they wanted to see all of that before jumping in and that's what happened along the way as well so does that mean uh, you're going to open it up to more teams in in the, in the near future so we've already got uh, an inquiry for two more new teams uh, of after the first year uh we want to take it slow uh, in adding new teams because the economic model of the league itself works where the league shares its revenue with the teams right uh so the more teams there are the lesser of the pie that each team gets and uh, the model in which we have uh, done the whole um, uh, staggering of payouts to the league from the team owners we've done it in a certain way where there's a minimum amount that the team can expect every year from the league side um so because of that we've been very cautious in saying okay when can we add the next team set of teams um we're probably looking at it in the third year not not now although the interest is right now we would take the risk of not addressing it uh, or, or taking that discussion forward we would want to only explore it in 2021 2022 um you've already gone through one cycle of yeah. doing this um what are the key learnings from that i i know there were a lot of really popular uh at least uh formula 1 drivers who had an interesting legacy right uh yeah mm-hmm. they they killed our son uh yep. james hart i guess the famous rivalry uh you know between their parents fathers i guess uh yeah uh, how what was the learning from there and, and you know what was like the highlights i think um a lot of them like the whole experience um that they had in the first year now very important is there's a certain perception about india that is always built uh for whatever reason right i think our our people are the most hospitable but yet even then like there's there's that perception that we always tackle oh you know things are always delayed uh it's never on time it's so disorganized but again building something so big and also with with a very uh, startupy uh process uh, is going to have a little bit of chaos but i think they enjoyed the overall experience uh, and that really helped in uh, um reaching out to the other people within the motorsports world um our intention was to sort of uh, bring in a mix of drivers who one make the league competitive uh, we don't want just people who have a big brand name uh they also have to the sport itself has to be competitive for tv viewers and spectators right we have to have close races for people to actually fall in love with it um that is a big big criteria in, in choosing the uh, drivers who are in the draft um and also going forward we also want to open up a, a stream where indian young indian drivers indian female drivers uh also get a chance to compete with 
the current set of uh, drivers. So I think that was the um, thought process behind the kind of drivers we selected for the draft. And the team owners had their own strategy over and about that, uh, after which you know the final set were selected. So, so there was a your own version of Rush, uh, the movie. No, we wanted our own version of Rush. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. You, you guys put it in motion, but it didn't really play out. Yeah, we we tried to put it in motion. We tried to sort of nudge them here and there, saying, "Hey, you know, uh, we can do a Rush 2.0." No, the team owners had their own strategy. So, yeah. Uh, so in 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 the current generation, there's a uh, you know I, I mean I would call it the Uber and Ola generation. Right? While gaming is taking off, uh, are you looking to transition esports aspects to motorsport? Uh, yes. Is that part of X1? Uh, uh, interestingly, motorsport is the only sport where you can be playing on your PlayStation today and probably race against Formula One drivers in real racing uh, in the future. Uh, it's like flight simulation, so it really sort of simulates the real world into the game, and uh, the 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 simple uh, fundamentals behind this is your principles and ideologies of racing are same whether it's a real car or it's a game, right? Um, and and because of which you're able to transition from being a simu- simulator racer to an actual racer. Of course, there are physical training that you have to undergo and all of that, uh, which is like every other athlete in every other sport. Uh, but that that is one of the major reasons why we went to the esports, and we saw a huge, huge number of people which uh, participated in our uh, sim racing uh, uh, activations that we did across six cities, uh, across colleges, malls, tech parks. Uh, some of the biggest we we had a partnership with the Phoenix uh, Market Cities in uh, some of the major cities, and uh, it was it was fabulous. We had uh, close to about thirty thousand people participate in this, uh, and it was. It's very interesting. We had like you know mothers and uh, sometimes even the local police guys who are uh, you know walking around the mall to just come and try this out um, it, because we had these very interesting quirky arcade setups right in each of these malls in the open yeah. right bang in the middle of the mall you'll just have this very um, all these simulators set up and it'll be very uh, interesting. So uh, we had a lot of participation. So that that really sort of uh, uh, helped in the marketing of uh, X1 Racing the league as well. So when you say simulator, because now we're we're talking about you know not necessarily using your phone uh, to to drive, but yeah. uh, you're not actually on the track, but kind of using the arcade kind of setup inside exactly. of a, a space. But you have the same experience as driving. Uh, I think I've seen one of these rigs. I, I was looking at some of the pictures from you know, uh, so it's kind of like a, a custom. Kind of designed. It's like a it's like a seat. It's basically essentially a seat that gives okay. you a, a feel of sitting in a race car. That's about it. So uh, it's like it, me it's, going you know, to a, sit down a four D movie, right? Yeah, those. yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of. Now, so does it have the exact same, uh, you know, dynamics of, of racing? Like you know, in terms of you know, you get you get real feedback. Uh, okay. So when you when you brake or, or or how you brake and and your racing lines. All of that are pretty much simulated like the real life driving experience, uh, and you get real feedback from the from the car uh, when when you uh, do the sim racing. Uh, but obviously, you won't experience the downforce, g-force that is there in the real physical world, right? So obviously, that that you can't expect. Uh, there are gaming rigs that also simulate that, uh, but they are too expensive. So 
uh, we are we built these custom made in bangalore uh, at like okay. you know very at one tenth the cost of the uh, foreign uh, international ones so we, we built a you know we are a startup yeah we, although it's motor sports and it looks like all this we we still built a very lean model um so from a uh, racing standpoint so obviously there is this aspect of esports typically is like oh i can play from home right i can do pubg yeah. from my you know dorm room right yeah. uh, do you mean in this case you will have to end up going to say a center where you actually simulate uh, how does your version of esports look I- i'm curious so uh, i mean the only difference is of course anyone who has a playstation can play from home uh, the only uh, difference is that they also need a steering wheel and pedals uh for this because that's when it really you don't you don't necessarily need the seat you can just use any chair that you're sitting in uh your normal study chair or whatever working chair uh but you definitely need steering wheel and pedals so that's an additional cost of about 16000 rupees so obviously the the market size for that is much smaller than the guys who own playstation which itself is a smaller number compared to the guys who own mobile phones and play pubg online so we are looking at a growing market uh it's very urban uh obviously you know um the uh, the kind of people who play it obviously have a certain specific demographic uh, which we notice but uh, you have to build a community around them to make it aspirational for others to get into it as well uh, because there are cheaper versions of the steering wheel and pedals it's just that you have to create that interest for people to buy that um do you need to take permission from the sports uh, council for this as well do the actual motorsports uh, racing league yes of course um and and motorsports is one of the most regulated sports uh, globally given the safety uh, aspects that need to monitor uh, on 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 a very very regular basis during before and after the race um so yes we are uh, affiliated to the federation of motorsports clubs of india which is fmsci which is a de facto regulatory body for uh, india in motorsports and uh, we have obtained the commercial rights to four wheel motorsports in india so that gives us some sort of a proprietary nature uh, and creates an entry barrier to anyone else who wants to enter motorsports and commercialize four wheel motorsports at least oh that's interesting so so then there is uh, the ip is uh, pretty solid yes it is uh, yeah hey guys this is a public service message uh, i'd love for you to leave your email on stars.substack.com so that we can update you whenever i release a new episode uh, if you haven't already done so um, on your favorite podcast player uh, do subscribe uh, so that you can stay in touch and uh, you know listen to all the amazing speakers that i have on my show okay back to the show but you've actually been associated with a very interesting uh you know league prior to to uh, x1 racing league yeah um, yeah tell us a, tell us tell our audience a little bit about uh, that sure um so i was uh, part of the founding team that uh, launched premier futsal in india um it was um, in its two years it became the largest and most watched five side football league in the world uh, we were broadcast in 110 countries um direct television to over 300 million homes across the world and um, and that is not just the fun part the fun part was we we had some of the biggest football superstars um to ever play the game uh, participate uh, as players for the first time in a different format other than football uh, guys like ronaldinho uh, ryan giggs uh, paul scoles which is salgado all these guys 
so uh, yeah it, it was uh, it was a great journey for two years very 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 hard learnings um we grew too fast um we um took a few things uh, that should have been very very core uh, we thought okay we could address it later and of course even from a, a venture building perspective it was a big learning curve for us because we we felt and uh, believed that a sports media business probably should have been built the way we built premier futsal but uh, that became the achilles heel for us when we started to raise external capital um, and and the ownership structure created a bunch of issues for um, investors to come in after which we had to stop the uh, venture we had to uh, pull the plug on that one but yeah um, i think i think there is no better learning for me in my life than those two years um, and of course you know i had the most fun in my life ever because i was living my dream um, you know uh, i grew up as a football fan i grew up as a manchester united fan i, I still am uh, very proudly um and for for us to have guys like Ryan Giggs Paul Scholes you know yeah. playing with us uh these guys are not played anywhere outside manchester for their life you know and they played 20 years in manchester united right for them to even accept to come to india and play in a league um it was unprecedented um so in, in two years we were known world over just because of you know how disruptive it was just everyone in the football world knew what premier futsal was um i wish there was a better story than the ending but you know um we have to live and learn um that's that's pretty much it i mean you know it's kind of sad because uh you know i think it had if you're saying anybody who watched football knew futsal yeah uh, which is which is an achievement in itself uh so sure. it's saying you know it's a league and and obviously brought the star power um you're saying the the ownership structure created a lot of challenges to fundraising and yes. that resulted in it not being able to go forward yeah i mean this happens a lot in startups itself right you end up you get like, to a lot of people you know you have a very cluttered cap table <laughs> no ours was not a cluttered cap table uh, we had an anchor investor who sort of backed the whole company and they held a significant majority in the company um and that created uh, a lot of um, i mean that 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 didn't have any room for institutional investors to come in and take part because they all, they felt you know what was the founders control in it uh, and just the given the significant ownership of one group of people um you know they 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 didn't want to take part given how they otherwise uh, structured deals so that became a huge hindrance uh in us uh, being able to raise external capital and of course you know the anchor investor could only uh couldn't finance the project for so long and we didn't think about we didn't think th- these things through when we started off and that kind of became uh, the reasons for us to sort of stop the project uh two and a half years into it uh we grew it from india we did it in the middle east uh, we had the biggest people from fifa attended um you know luis figo was the president we had vilas obviously as a brand ambassador in the first year Uh, wow. yeah it was it 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 was built very strongly from a vision perspective but of course the execution we could have executed better uh it would have been a different story altogether uh what what were the major uh challenges that you're now addressing in your current uh i think um, so you know the, the two biggest things that were the learnings from my futsal journey were the first two things we addressed uh at x1 right um so the first one was uh we should have the complete rights to what we're doing and protect our 
right to do this, um, which is why we went to the Federation, acquired the rights to commercial, the commercial rights of four-wheel motorsports in the country. Um, that gave us a solid footing uh, uh, to ensure that, you know, we have the complete authority to do this and the ability to commercialize and monetize the entire content and, and the IP around it. That is one. And the second was, um, it's great to have someone back you and back your vision, um, but they can only take you to a certain uh, stage of your journey. Uh, it needs a collective, it needs a consortium uh, to sort of really make something like this more than what it is. Uh, it's the sum of the parts, so as to speak. And uh, and hence, instead of going to, there, are, there were people that we could have gone to in the early days and said, hey, you know, give us the million dollars or two million dollars to start this off. And they would have easily put that in and, and seen it as a marketing expense uh, come investment. Uh, but instead, we went to a very different set of people uh, and, and raised money from them. And they added a lot of credibility to us. Um, and, and that also validated that this need not be seen as a linear business because all these guys were guys who are well-known in the venture world, right? And, and obviously, people in the venture world expect non-linear returns. And so for these guys to come in and back us early on, obviously helped in um, establishing that sports media has a very different viewpoint of how Except, yeah. ventures can pay, pay out. What I'm learning is that, you know, you also enable the, uh, you know, sports body to create this, right? Because I, I'm sure they were not, uh, you know, they hadn't created one and waiting for me to come and buy it, right? As a, as a rights. Uh, how do you approach that? No, we had to carve it out. I mean, obviously, um, motorsports is, it's a gentleman's club out there in motorsports, everywhere in the world, right? Like, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, and yeah, uh, they, when, when we went and approached them first, they didn't even understand the term commercial rights. They didn't know, they were like, what do you mean by you want exclusivity, right? Uh, so we had to carve it out. We had to sort of uh, protect our interests, our commercial IPs. Um, and it took a while. It took a while. I, I can tell you, we, uh, we've had uh, 10 hour, 12 hour long meetings with them. Uh, and not just with one person from there, and it'll be the whole club of uh, people who've been there for like 20, 30 years. And then here we are, like, you know, two drivers. Obviously, given that Aditya and Arman, both their uh, families have been in motorsports for the longest time, that there's a little bit of leeway that was given to us in terms of even if we asked for something that was uh, dramatic. Uh, but I had no idea about, you know, how these uh, relationships played out because all these guys know each other for 30 years and they're all in the same room. And uh, there were different opinions and all that. So it, it took a while uh, to get through that. But uh, yeah, at the end of it, I think we were very uh, happy that uh, we were able to obtain the commercial rights. Because uh, why I bring that up is, you know, I think uh, even from a venture world, when you're looking at exponential growth uh, and creating the board, I think you probably ticked a lot of boxes, right? Uh, and, and to your point, you have, uh, you know, the investors on one hand, and then you have, uh, of course, everybody else taking you seriously because of them as well, right? So, yeah. so it, it, it kind of worked out well. Um, so, did you did you approach investors after carving out this piece, and and, and that's how you could bring on board uh, all these uh, amazing investors, angel investors that you on board? No, interesting story there as well. So, uh, so a few of them actually are. Except for Jitain, who participated in the very, very early round, uh, the, all the others who participated are friends of ours, uh, who know us for a long time. Uh, there's an underlying uh, relationship and trust that is that was already established. 
um so we went to them with the so when adithya arman and i decided okay let's do this and the first thing we asked ourselves okay and given my past experience with futsal i wanted to ensure that we had someone by our side who brings in a lot of clout right and also is has to be passionate about it because that's the only way you can keep them interested in the business um and uh, i've known jay for a while and and i asked jay about this and he his first thing when i told him this was make sure you don't do this with anyone else it should only be with me right so uh, because he's mad passionate about motorsports he's got the fanciest supercars all that um and uh, he comes with the clout he comes with the relationships with the 1% of the world uh, which is important in a business like this because you sell to that 1% essentially um and hence you know there was no better partner for us to uh, bring on board and uh, the four of us decided that you know this should be enough for us to go at least get a few get some feedback on okay is this something that people will back uh, or should we sort of you know put in some money from our end and start the whole thing out and when we went to these guys uh, i mean we utsa was the first one rohit chokani or white unicorn um, i i think the conversation will still be on my phone it was a whatsapp text saying hey i'm uh, you know doing this will you be interested and he said count me in for the first round um and literally that was that right so um, so what was interesting for all these guys was like you said it picked the uh, competitive advantage of having the two race drivers uh, as part of the founding team so the tech technical know how the relationships in the industry all of that was covered uh, given that uh, aditya armar also are um, brand ambassadors of very big brands like lamborghini and audi that helped in establishing that credibility as well uh, having someone like jay adds that clout adds that you know business powerhouse uh, at our end um, and given my experience with futsal they knew that you know i'm going to ensure that none of the mistakes that were committed in launching a sports media business will, will be done here as well so i think uh, given these three um, things were covered and uh, the fact that they knew that we'll get that motorsports federation to will convince them they knew that we'll will convince the motorsports federation um i think that was enough for these guys to take the first uh, gamble on us and this is very very early on we we were an idea on paper when i see that deck uh, today it's a joke um, uh, you'll wonder how people raise money with that deck and it is a very small round it it, it, it took us it, it gave us a 12 month runway uh, to hire a few people and and all of that but that's about it um, the larger round we did a the second round very uh, uh, Six months into raising the first round, we did the second round, and all of these guys followed on, which was great for us. Um, and then we had Let's Venture, uh, we had uh, Raghunandan, uh, we had Mohit Barman, who owns uh, Kings Eleven Punjab, uh, promoter of Dabur. Uh, so these guys participated in the second round, which is almost also an angel round. With with these guys uh, on board, I I think like there's obviously uh, uh, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, they're angels. Uh, looks like, and it's patient capital. They don't need the money tomorrow, and and unlike a lot of uh, funds, they also don't need to, you know, uh, have to answer to LPs in, in you know six to seven years on an exit. Uh, so with COVID here, and, and you know, I'm guessing somewhat the studies probably changed because you know having events uh, because I, I I know that at least from the journey. Uh, you're probably going to make this a gala event, right? A lot of these were supposed to be, you know, properties in itself, and, and that's one of the ways to monetize, right? Uh, yeah, have these events, and you know, 
F&B is is a great uh, line item in in, in that. Yep. Uh, how are you looking at the future now? Uh, COVID obviously brings its set of challenges. Uh, obviously, we can't have large gatherings, or people will have uh, you know reservations of getting into large crowds going forward. But it also creates a window of opportunities for us so digital activation digital fan engagement becomes a very very key driver for our success uh, you know we are looking at uh, for this year for instance we are looking at uh, options where people can vote for drivers while they're driving uh, and that can give them uh, some sort of an advantage in the actual race itself uh, so that you know engaging fans like that we're also exploring a format where the drivers and the sim racers the esports drivers they race the esports drivers race from home and these guys race at the real tracks uh, simultaneously right so so it makes for very interesting opportunities that uh, will come but yes uh, there there will be a short term impact i mean we are we are writing off this year and next year in terms of crowd gathering right um, but i think people will come back to sports i think one thing that this whole lockdown has shown is that people love sports people want sports uh, i think when things come back normal uh or whatever that will be uh i think people will start going back to sports events um i think yeah this year next year maybe not but 2022 onwards i think you'll have a larger influx of people probably attending events um now that you've been involved in sports uh mm. for so long do you play any sport i uh no i am not going to i'm not going to lie and tell you i play any sport i play a lot of esports though um i am a very active gamer uh, but very very specific games that i play what uh, what do you go to sports based games so fifa nba madden uh, nhl so any sports games uh, ufc any sports based game i am in uh, that's my first sport of all because i love sports in general i know the rules i know the tactics so i even though I, it, it's it's a learning in each game because i know the fundamentals and the tactics i feel like i have an edge in terms of the learning curve um those and then on mobile obviously like your uh, pubg and asphalt uh, racing all these so so i'm a active gamer for sure uh, sports itself yeah it's been a while since i've done anything yeah physically you know uh, there's there's not that much more uh needs to be down on the ground or will you need like a large team to execute on a plan like this so uh, obviously we have plans to scale which means that we'll have a larger team which will be required as we grow uh this is not going to this is not just an india story here uh that there, there is we've already done um, one of events outside of india uh and the idea is to take x1 racing league uh, to the middle east to southeast which are much larger markets uh, for motorsports and hotbeds of motorsports and the culture for racing in these areas uh, in these regions and hence uh, we will be we are looking to expand the team right now but uh, from an event perspective operational perspective yes uh, a lot of the people that work with us on a contract basis for those 3 months um, but the larger team which uh, i mean the the, the uh, full time team that is there with us uh, throughout the year it's a very lean structure that way so if somebody wanted to join you guys and you know they also love sport and Tapping away on their, uh, you know, joysticks. Uh, where should they reach out? Yeah, uh, we're all on LinkedIn, so uh, that's, that's what are you looking for. What are you looking so, for? I mean, right now, right now, 
actually right now we're looking for senior people uh, uh honestly uh, we are looking for like uh, senior people that uh, can add a lot of uh, impact in the growth of the business uh, specifically on the esports vertical uh, given that we esports is a new vertical and we're, and we're scaling it up so fast that's also a, a very very key focus area for the business so we are looking to uh, we are actively looking to hire people for the esports division uh, guys who've uh, previously organized uh, online tournaments who run massive uh multiplayer gaming tournaments um and and we've been talking to a few people and also not just india the focus is the middle east and southeast asia as well uh because that's the growth story for the venture itself brilliant man uh any any parting words for our audience i mean uh i think i think um for sure they should tune into uh the x1 uh racing official youtube channel they should they, they should check out the races i think that will get people interested in what we're building uh, i think it's a very uh, unique uh, format of something that has been there for ages which is motorsports i think that's how we uh, have gotten a very new set of audiences into motorsports our reach last year was 200 million across uh, tv radio oh, wow. digital all of that yeah uh, this is uh, x1 alone this was this was x1 alone yes um and uh, we've we've seen a huge spike so we do about a half a million viewers every week on our uh, esports uh, tournaments so again we distribute across multiple platforms on youtube on instagram go live on facebook across you know various pages and all that um and uh, the more people sort of see it i think it it will make them become fans of what we're building out here and uh, and and for the esports they have to uh, follow us on ultimate e that is our esports platform it's called the ultimate e uh, uh, league so that's that's our esports platform so so yeah so they should follow us on social media and anyone who's interested uh, who thinks uh, this is an area of interest for them they're passionate about sports sports media in general uh, i think they can just reach out to us directly on linkedin hey man listen uh, we're living in the age of uh, digital and uh, this is a you know i would say entertainment is super important i think to a lot of people i think they're starting to you know i think there's different passion that was there earlier and now there's a renewed passion for you know wanting to do things outside of work outside of their yeah. lives uh, and and get that entertainment and i think we're seeing this around the world including ipl right like the way that ipl is taken off you know it, it's a kind of a break it's not a movie it's not a you know it's it's a time that they get to spend outside of their you know daily lives and, and they yeah. have something to cheer for etc uh wish you guys all the luck congratulations thank you uh, thank you yeah and uh, we'll we'll do a, a catch up episode in the near future when the next uh, 100% yeah yeah and and probably you should get all your start distributing tickets on your podcast to our events as well well i'll Once i'll feel actually start coming to that <laughs> well i'll 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 hold that to you so we'll we'll have giveaway at some point when uh, 100% the events open up uh thanks abhi great chatting uh, thanks varun take care likewise hey guys thanks for sticking around till the end don't forget to subscribe and share the episode with your friends and those who you uh, think may like the episodes uh and if you haven't already done so go to stars.substack.com and leave your email so that i can update you uh every time we release a new episode okay stay safe